Today is Tuesday, June 2nd, 2015, and this is Radio Wave. Thank you for joining us on tonight's broadcast of Radio Wave. Our host is a friend of Medjugorje, and tonight a friend of Medjugorje will be sharing with us deeper insight to the message we received earlier today through Mariana. And so as we begin this broadcast, we ask you to open your hearts in prayer as we turn Radio Wave over to our host, a friend of Medjugorje. Do you ever think it's surreal that you're living in a time that the Virgin Mary is coming to the earth? that this is the fulfillment of all Marian apparitions, that all past apparitions in history does not come close to what Medjugorje is because it cannot. Just as prophetically, all the prophets who foretold the Christ spanning over a thousand years perhaps, and then he coming, all those prophets together didn't equal what it meant when he came. And so it is throughout Marian history and Marian apparitions, and even tradition which says Stephen looked up and saw the Virgin Mary, even though she was alive at that moment. That from there and her manifestations to now, all together does not equal in a combined amount of grace of what Medjugorje is about. This, she said, is my time. This means there's something distinguishing itself in these apparitions every day for 33 years that sets it apart from all of the Marian apparitions. And of course, her own words tell us. She says to us, these are the last apparitions on earth. Why is that? We've learned that she has said that and the visionaries have relayed. Because after these apparitions, there'll no longer be a need for man for apparitions. This is the complete this is the finality. This is the finish. And you don't think Satan wants to stop it? You don't think he wants to squash it? You don't think he'd be clever that, well, it's not approved, we don't have to follow it? This is his game. You have Peter, who rejected Christ, who saw him work miracles. Not little miracles, but tremendous miracles. Inexplainable, knowing what he saw Physically, that he could not walk on water, Christ, much less him. And so all these things and the manifestations, the diseases, the bringing Lazarus back from the dead, he gets to a point where he denies the Christ. It's amazing when you think about it. And so it is, we are in a period of bearing down 
Who's going to stay with a lady? Who's going to hold the line? Who's going to hold the belief? After being crushed for the purpose of sanctification, which the purification brings at, who will stay with her? Many have dropped out. Many of them think they can't go any longer. So we have a moment in history that if you ever thought, what would it be like to live when Jesus walked the earth? You're in the second moment of what people in the future will think. Wow. What it would be like to live then at that time. So you have to ask yourself. You have to question yourself. Are you fully following Our Lady? Do you yearn to want to live her life? Do you accept her? And we have many people that did accept her who now do not. We have people who never accepted her. And we have people even in the clergy and the shepherds, the bishops, who do not accept her. Great will be the sorrow when the moment can no longer be had. You can have Our Lady. You can walk with her. You can be with her. You can take your joy. She just told us, I laugh with you. Incredible revelation for us. And indeed, she's done that with us in the bedroom of the apparitions. She's done that with Maria. And many smiles. And we say, how can that be? The world is full of tragedy. Well, she told us today, she wants to make you happy. She wants to prepare you for happiness. And yes, she references it to the end. But she also has told us, just like I asked Maria, did I ever tell you you'd never be happy in this life? Bernadette was told by Our Lady, I can't promise you you'll be happy in this life. And I asked Maria, did I ever say this to you? Because at that time, back in the 86 or so, or 87, 88, I was like everybody else with the mentality. When you think of Christ, you think of suffering. You think of Mary, you think of all the difficulties. You don't think of the joy. Our Lady talked about, even on Good Friday one time in Medjugorje, that she came happy and joyful. And she said, be joyful during this day because you receive redemption. And so Our Lady answered Maria when she asked that, yes, I want you to be happy in this life. So we're in a different time. Bernadette's time was a time not to rejoice. So when the Messiah came, it was a time to rejoice. All the angels in heaven rejoiced. The Savior is born. They told the shepherds, they're all in full joy. That We can't even imagine what it was like. And so this is the time for the earth to wake from its slumber, its sleep of suffering, and be in the time when the bridegrooms, when Jesus said we don't fast when he's here, that Mary's with us. And she's teaching us to fast with joy, suffer with joy, long for heaven with joy. She wants us to be happy in the midst of many sorrows in what she calls a tired tired, tired world. She's mentioned that three times recently. So you're in a beautiful moment. Are you getting it? Are you paying attention to it? You can't read the writings that come out of here one time. You can't listen to these shows that we broadcast one time. They're full of messages that will speak to you over and over and over because the messages themselves talk to you through the Holy Spirit as your capacity increases of what you didn't know Although you heard it, you know it in a new way later. You can give algebra to a first grader and be over the head, but you can teach them one plus one equals two, they'll understand it. 
And by the time they get to sixth or seventh grade, their capacity has increased that you can give them some algebra. They'll understand it. We're growing up with the lady for a purpose to take over the world, not ISIS, not the persecutors, not the, not the intellectualism, the leftists and the liberalism, even the conservatives. We're bringing in a new springtime for the church. Spring is birth. There's blood at birth. There's pain at birth. And it's after a long term of life in the womb of a winter of difficulties, being tired for a mother, that brings that joy. And don't expect we won't go through that. That everything's going to be easy for us. My Lady's message of June second, two 2015 to Mariana on the Day for Nonbelievers. Dear children, I desire to work through you, my children, my apostles, so that in the end I may gather all of my children there where everything is prepared for your happiness. I am praying for you that through works you can convert others because the time has come for acts of truth for my son. My love will work in you. I will make use of you. Have trust in me, because everything that I desire, I desire for your good, the eternal good created by the Heavenly Father. You, my children, my apostles, are living an earthly life in union with my children who have not come to know the love of my son, who do not call me mother. But do not be afraid to witness the truth. If you are not afraid and witness courageously, the truth will miraculously win. But remember, strength is in love. My children, love is repentance, forgiveness, prayer, sacrifice and mercy if you will know how to love by your works you will convert others you will enable the light of my son to penetrate into souls thank you pray for your shepherds they belong to my son he called them pray that they may always have the strength and the courage to shine with the light of my son Our Lady said in the message today, those who have not come to know the love of my son who do not call me mother, and she puts the words those who do not call me mother in the context of those who have not come to know the love of my son, and we know that there are many Christians out there that do not call Our Lady mother. They don't accept her as mother, they don't believe her as mother, and I know for years you maintain that you've never been shy about who Our Lady is. That even in the beginning of Caritas, there were people who wanted to kind of quiet the voice of Our Lady to be more appealing to people that weren't Catholic or didn't necessarily have that belief. And you held a very firm belief that this is who we are, this is what we stand for. And is my reading this correctly, that Our Lady is putting that in the context that those who don't call her mother don't know the love of her son? So you're specifically asking... I guess the specific question is, is those who don't call her mother are the people who don't call her mother don't know the love of her son. We have a lot of wounded people in life that even if they had a mother, they never, they may have never knew her. 
and the husband they may never be able to take his robe because of the mother, and vice versa. And so when Our Lady tells us that those who do not come a mother be not afraid to witness the truth to them because they don't want to hear that. They're so hurt by it. When you want to leave the world behind and you feel like everybody else left you behind, if you're damaged by the way you were raised, uh, you don't know how to, people, they don't know how to resist. Our Lady said, I'm with you. I know who I am. But most people who've been wounded by this don't know who they are. That's why they only know to call mother because they can't call their mother mother. We have people being raised in a way that they have no family structure and it's destructive, highly destructive to them having the right view and the concept of God. So we know people who's never known the love of God, never having experienced that love through the mother and the father or the family structure are damaged in a way often eternally to hell and that's why our lady says these poor sinners, I want you to be and help convert them. So our lady said, I am with you. I know who I am. I am the mother, the son of God. He has given me tiny hearts all over the world to care for. And now our lady gives them to your care as our apostles. Those people who don't know how to call me mother, do not be afraid to witness the truth to them. You may be contradicting what they believe. They may hold positions that are completely wayward, completely even demented. But if you don't know mother, you won't have that way. So if you are not afraid to witness courageously, the truth will win. Miraculously, she says. So the time's come now that we have to act in truth. But we don't act that way because we don't have the means to do that. And so it is that Ale is asking us and raising up, raising up us as apostles to reach these souls that they will be able to learn through our love of our mother for the lack of their earthly mother that they can't relate to their heavenly mother. And so we're given these tiny hearts our lady watches for. And it's something we all have to feel our way through, as she says, with love. Sometimes I feel like my whole world is crashing down While all my friends are being young and dumb and playing around They're out all night living a Yeah, I know. 
family of God, the Mary is your mother, Jesus is your brother, God is your father, then you realize you're in spiritual royalty. You're somebody. But most people don't know that. They live a tragedy from a tragedy of the way they were raised. And they said, the time has come for acts of truth for my son. My love will work in you. I will make use of you. Have trust in me. Our Lady will make you known if you're becoming a good apostle. You can be nobody. The woman who just sang the song was nobody. One night at midnight, she sang a lullaby to her baby. Her sister was so touched by it that she asked if she could send it to some friends on the Internet. It went viral. 1.2 million people immediately visited it. Someone from the company of Costco heard it. They called her and they said they wanted to fly her to California to a recording studio to give her the opportunity to write the song and play it. Tiny Hearts, this song you just heard was a result of that. Our lady works like this. She said, I desire to work through you, I'll make of you, with this song of a mother. I know who I am. 
And so heaven has made use of a message that is beautiful in a miraculous way. Our Lady wants to do the same with you. But there's still more to the story of Kimberly Henderson. Her life is tragedy. Often, someone who's been happy has had sorrow intertwined with joy. And reflection, somebody who's going through serious tragedy in life, often reflection will bring out some thoughts that wouldn't be there, just like this song. And she made bad choices. And she was wondering if she was being left behind. And when all he calls you a conversion, you might have made bad choices. But so did Mary Magdalene. So did Peter, who rejected Jesus. Paul killed Christians. Matthew was a horrible, horrible man who was a tax collector. They were very bad people back then. But God uses these people who walk away from that and whose suffering is so wounded and so deep to make a beautiful tapestry of what he wants you to be for him. And so Kimberly says of this song, it was her hope, that when it went viral, it might reconnect her to her mother who disappeared from her life when she was only 11 years old. She says, I don't know where she is, but I keep thinking that maybe if somehow she sees my video of my new song, she'll come forward and try to reach out to me. See, she can write this because of the deep sorrow from being 11 years old, not knowing who she is because she didn't know her mother. Her mother just disappeared and walked away. Our Lady will never leave you. This song so powerful, so strong that even it confesses like Peter did wrong, she did wrong, how she had her first baby. But in truth, can come out. She learned through this sorrow, through this bad choice, who she was. Our Lady wants to teach you the same way through cognition that you can say, I know who I am. I know who is my mother and I belong to something important. And so many people have no esteem. Just like Kimberly Henderson and still with this, and now gain fame. She waits for her mother to reach out to her. And we can pray for her. That somehow she'll find her heavenly mother. Our Lady used the phrase today, the time has come. And she's never said that before in any of her messages except for one, which is a very significant message. January 8th, 1987. In which she said... Dear children, I desire to keep on giving you still further messages, only not every Thursday, dear children, but on the 25th of each month. The time has come when what my Lord desired has been fulfilled. So this was a huge message because it was really a separation in time. This is the end of the Thursday messages to the parish and the beginning of the 25th message. So Our Lady is saying, Today, the time has come for acts of truth for my son. And I, I was really thinking about that today, but as I was reading on, and when Our Lady says, I will make use of you, and I went back to the, 25th, the first 25th message, January 25th, 
Our Lady says in that message, Dear children, I want you to comprehend that God has chosen each one of you in order to use you in a great plan for the salvation of mankind. Today, she says, I will make use of you. January 1987, she says, You are not able to comprehend how great your role is in God's design. Today, she says, I will make use of you. 1987, therefore, dear children, pray so that in prayer you may be able to comprehend what God's plan is in your regard. Today, I will make use of you. And lastly, 87, I am with you in order that you may be able to bring it about in all its fullness. And today, I will make use of you. Do you think this message today Certainly, it connects to these two messages in 1987. But are we turning a page today? Is this a new chapter that we're starting in some way? Are we seeing or about to see the fulfillment or the beginning of the fulfillment of what she said in January 25th, 1987? I want to turn that question back on you, Enrias. That what have I been saying for six months? that something's, something has happened at least six months ago, maybe even longer ago, that the something has changed. And I won't answer that. I'll let you say what I've been saying. I think you know what I'm talking about when we come back with stories. Well, you've been saying that you, you feel and you're seeing in just your own encounters with people that there is a new power or a new grace that's being given to people that is making it very easy to introduce Our Lady to without any effort, without having to really think about how you're going to approach somebody, that it's the words just flow, the encounters just happen, and they are all ready and receptive to receive. And you have been saying that there there has to be something going on because it is everywhere you go, every encounter that you have, and that you feel and that this there is something happening in this time. Yes. Well, I'm going to step back for a second. You predicted back, I say predicted, back in 2010, when you wrote the book, It Ain't Gonna Happen, you said that Our Lady was going, was going to be given a new efficacy and what that would mean. And I know that in the recent months, you've been specifically saying that people, what you've been seeing is that people are converting too easy. That it's, these people are just falling in your lap, and it's just happening in some kind of a, I mean, to use Our Lady's words, in a miraculous way. And so that's very clear in the message, and then what you've been saying the last six months, that it is miraculous no matter where, whether I'm on airplane, at the airport, out there on the streets, somewhere, a vendor coming, nowhere in the last months have I put forth any effort, and in fact, sometimes I want solitude, that I, I have to change immediately my disposition, and maybe not want to talk because I see God has put me in an encounter with somebody else. And this is available for those who want to be the apostle. Our Lady told us on November 2nd, 2014, there's four things that makes you my apostle, she said, and leads toward 
and, and leads you towards the victory of my heart. So what we do as apostles is leading her toward the victory of her heart, but also we conquer other hearts. Those four things is strive, if you strive for prayer with the heart. The second is if you offer your pain and your suffering to her son. And then comprehend that life is only but a blink. And then you yearn for eternal life, for the kingdom of God. Those make you an apostle. And of course, you have to fast. You have to do practices. And of course, that's the sacrifice you offer to the son. But these four things encompass you being an apostle. You want to be one? Then you can do it. And I can tell you, January 8, 1987 was a John F. Kennedy moment. People that were alive during that time, they had reached the age of reason. I'm talking about even eight-year-old, nine-year-olds can tell you exactly where they were, what the colors were, who the people were around them, that it was daylight. It was something so big in history because none of us seen anything like this. And that was that way when I heard the words, or really, I could see myself holding a piece of paper, the message just came in, Caritas is just getting cranked up, we're fixing to go, we're about to go at that point, to, uh, out of the nation, they're already going toward being international, because we took off like a rocket. And then he says, the time has come when what my Lord did, Desire has been fulfilled. I took that to mean that person's over. She's going to give less messages. This is going to wind down. If you told me standing there, this was going to go 33 years, impossible. I wouldn't have believed you. I don't care what you said because I didn't have the capacity to see that, nor understand it, comprehend it. And so when I already said that first time, the time has come, it definitely was a change, as you was asking about, Joan. And I knew this was coming. I've spoken to y'all. I spoke Sunday in the field there about the rosary. Something is different. This message is today, which is Tuesday. So two days ago, two days ago, we were talking about this. And it's not just me. People from the community are encountering people. Say a few words. They start breaking down crying. It's beyond my words or what I'm saying in my subject matter that I'm seeing something moved in the spirits of people that has to be by an action of grace because I don't hold back. And that's what our lady said today. The time has come for acts of truth. You give truth even if they're in the face going the other way. I just wrote a letter, the letter to Ireland. We've gotten feedback from many, many people in Ireland. Many thanking God that there's a voice speaking the truth. And we got people who are of this persuasion for this referendum, ask us for to pray for them. Others have written to us and said they hate us or hate me. But I'm not a coward. Because our lady says, for acts of truth, we have to be courageous. She says, for my son, my love will work in you. I will make use of you. If you're not courageous, if you don't have strength, you're not going to be used by Our Lady. And so we're in a moment now that is another step of the efficacy of Our Lady, a new power given to her that she's transferring to us because if she's going to make use of us, she has to give us the power. She says, have trust in me because everything that I desire, I desire for your good, the eternal good created by the Heavenly Father. You, my children, my apostles, are living on an earthly life in union with my children who have not come to know 
the love of my son, who do not call me mother, but do not be afraid to witness the truth. If you are not afraid to witness courageously the truth, will miraculously win. But remember, strength is love. What just happened in Ireland? The good lost. And it's an amazing thing in this message. Our lady said at the end, after saying thank you to us, she gives the P.S. to the message, or the letter to us, if you want to look at it that way. Pray for your shepherds. She says, shepherds belong to my son. At the top of the message, she says, I desire to work through you, my apostles. So we belong to her. Down at the bottom of the page, shepherds belong to my son. And then she says, he called them. We know our lady is calling us. She's saying, he called him, my son called him, and I've called you. And then she says about the shepherds, pray they may have strength and courage. Why? Because they didn't. Ireland lost. There was no strength in speaking out on this because they were afraid to witness the truth. And our lady tells us these two same words, courageous and strength. After, at the bottom of the page, they may have strength and courage. She told us, witness courageously, the truth will miraculously win. They didn't win in Ireland. So she's turning to us, who she has called as her apostles, to work through us, to make use of us, of what didn't happen in Ireland, because there wasn't strength and there wasn't courage. And she says, witness courageously, the truth will miraculously win. They could have won in Ireland if they stood up what Our Lady said to do. And she goes on miraculously win, but remember strength is in love. So out of love, we have to tell her other children who don't know how to say mother to repent, seek forgiveness, pray and sacrifice, and you'll receive God's mercy. They didn't tell those people that. The bishops weren't thundering this from the pulpits. They were just trying to convince them marriage is something special. The whole wrong thing. I just, got, I just got through writing that the bishops just would have said, marriage is barred for all those except a man and a woman. It's exclusive. It is an exclusionary covenant. But they won't say that. They don't have the courage to say that. And I wrote, or said actually, by his very nature, marriage, by his very nature, it is discriminatory by natural law. And therefore, we will discriminate. I don't have any qualms or scruples of saying that to these people's face. If they would put out that across the whole pulpits, across all of Ireland, I guarantee you, they would have had a miraculous win because the lady says, if you speak and witness truth, that will happen. And remember, strength is in love. And you have to love these sinners, not to go to perdition by saying that, and you don't love them if you don't say it. So this message contains something incredible. I desire to work through you, my apostles. That's her call to us. She tells witness 
courage, courageously the truth, and strength is in love. And she tells us at the bottom, the shepherd's blown to her son. He called them. I'm calling you at the top of the page. And then at the bottom, that they may have strength and courage, and they didn't, and they lost. What a tragedy. If they would have spoken out, Ireland would not be suffering what they did at the moment. Also, we have people that we wonder who's going to meet us at the gate. Our lady says, everything that I desire, I desire for your good, the eternal good created by, by the Heavenly Father. You are living on earthly life in union with my children. They didn't do anything in Ireland to reach these people. They just kept saying, marriage is sacred. Marriage is holy. It's only for a man and it's a woman. Well, who's going to be convicted by that? No, you have to tell them, you're barred from this. It's exclusionary. It discriminates by its very nature because natural law does that. And you cannot enter into it. End of story. With my children who have not come to know the love of my son and who do not call me mother. And so it is. Who will you meet at the gate that you help to get to heaven? And what would joy will they be that you turned their life around? And that you stood up and said what you were supposed to say and do what you're supposed to do, even if it's a bully at school. Are you convicting them to be holy? Are you trading insult for insult? Are they asking us to reach out to these people and convict them with the truth without apology, without trying to say, oh, I, I accept what you do, but saying, I don't accept what you do. You're hurting yourself. And so people are going to be surprised who's at the gate. Hopefully you won't be. be my Uncle Ronnie I barely knew him when he left He was only 19 when he crashed that red Corvette Will it be my great-grandmother with some cookies that she baked Oh, I wonder who's gonna greet me at the gate Will it be my good friend Matthew Who spent his life in a chair Will he come running to me The day I get up there Or that bully back in high school I told my mama that I hate Oh, I wonder who's gonna greet me at the gate Will it be a choir of angels with some heavenly refrain? Or St. Peter, like I've always heard, with his big book of names? Will it be my old dog Bailey, who died when I was eight? Oh, I wonder who's gonna greet me at the gate. It's not my wife, my daughter, or my son 
Cause that would mean the good Lord took them Before my time was done Tonight they're all sound asleep As I lie here wide awake And wonder who's gonna greet me at the gate We're brought into this world With God knows how many years We crawl, we walk, we run, we dance We cry a million tears And in a flash our lives are over and we're face to face with fate Oh, I wonder who's gonna greet me at the game Who's gonna greet me at the game a story uh, this past week about a girl who's had no knowledge of God and didn't know God, didn't know him as a father, didn't know anything about religion. And she was in a bad family cir circumstances and she was very depressed. And she decided that she didn't want to live anymore. And so she got so um, down that she decided she was going to take a bicycle and ride down the hill when a train came. So she waited for it. She heard it coming. She timed herself where she could get down there at the right moment. And she pedaled as fast as she could. And she timed it perfectly. And she came in from the train. And the conductor saw her, of course, slammed on the brakes, but went past after hitting her. And so when they got to her, she had ride, she had rode down so fast down the tracks that when she hit it, it flipped her over completely on the other side of the tracks. But both her hands were on the tracks and it severed her hands. So in the hospital later, she's there and she hears a voice when she sees a Bible to reference and find me in there. And so... They didn't tell the details of the story, but somehow she heard the verse, and when she heard it, she felt God's love. And God entered into her. And when he entered into her, it changed her whole life. The depression went away, and she grew into giving this testimony. And so one day she was giving this testimony, and she's talking about how to let God enter your life. And she tells her whole story. At the end of it, she holds her hands up, of course, they're two fake hands. And a woman walks up. A woman says, I was on that train. I never knew what happened. But one thing I knew is that we ran over a little girl. And I prayed that God enter into her heart and use her for a purpose, a testimony of you. And through scriptures, let her find you. You never know when you mark somebody with a special blessing of a lady, what that's going to do to their future. Here's this woman comes up when she's old telling this grown woman that I was on that train asking God to use you to save your life, she said. 
And she went on about a business, never hearing about it, traveled to whatever city she was going to. And this beautiful, beautiful prayer to God was heard and marked this person. I believe the special blessing of lady marks people like this. I told you a couple of weeks ago on the air, I was flying from California. And in Atlanta Airport, I blessed probably 250 people. And I said, mark this person for conversion. Do something in their life. Whatever's going to be, through tragedy, through joy, through sorrow, whatever's going to happen in these next few days, I'm giving you this person and the special blessing you have. We're to transmit this to the whole world because I need calls for it. I have power because I have faith in this. I believe in it. I have faith in Our Lady. She does this for us. And that's what she's saying. Have faith in me. And we don't do that. I really want you to trust her words and simply obey. If you obey her directives, when she says, have trust in me because everything that I desire, I desire for your good. The eternal good created by the Heavenly Father. The truth will miraculously win. This girl was one to be a testimony to this one person's prayer. A beautiful thing. If you will know how to love by your works, you will convert others, you will enable the light of my son to penetrate their souls. It requires faith in Our Lady. I believe all I have to do is be obedient. She's called to give the special blessings. Yes, there's resistance against it. We are a depository here in this mission. Our Lady's done many things with us with the special blessing. Maria's explained it, we've recorded it, we've documented it, we've vaulted it because not the other visionaries were given this. It's real. Recently in our mission house in Medjugorje, we've put in creations the special blessing book explaining the special blessing of Our Lady. That once you have it, you have it for the rest of your life and Our Lady wants you to transmit it to others, which precedes for them often conversion because they're marked with it. And so it is, when we do this, we have this story, these stories repeatedly come up. This woman comes in, written, she, she can't speak English, so written on a piece of paper is, would you give me the special blessing in English? And our community member there, Ruth, gives her the special blessing. This woman's crying. How simple, how humble, how holy. And so we're given powers that if you exercise them, they work. They're real. I have faith that those 250 to 300 people are marked somewhere down the road, be it one month, one year, 10 years, for an encounter with a lady. Because all of them will hear about the chastisements or the admonitions. Are you busy doing this? Are you busy looking at your phone? Are you active in thinking and contemplating and leaving things free? Are you acting with somebody else? We've got work to do. Our lady has things that she wants to do. Our lady wants faith in her. This next song is by an 11-year-old girl. God gives talent to certain people in almost a mysterious way. And Satan wants to corrupt it. It'd be interesting to watch her life, where she goes from here. Because she has a gift. But she also has a message for you. Via Our Lady, that she wants you to have faith in her. She's telling us, have faith in me. Just be obedient. I'll work through you and make use of you.
Macy Stella, 11 years old. God can use her. You need to give her a special blessing, those who have it, because Satan wants her, and they take talent like this and change it for him. Evil's lurking. We have to be active, even when you see this as an example. Protect people, preserve them, pray for them, because God needs to make use of voices, of actions, 
and all kinds of works. Yvonne had a message the other night on May 29th, 2015. Our lady said this to him. This is right after the referendum. She says, Dear children, also today I desire to call you to pray for my shepherds in the church. There was no courage or strength in speaking this out and explaining to the people to fight this. And they continued, Pray, dear children, that they may accept me. We've accepted Our Lady. That's what she said today. I desire to work through you, my children, my apostles, because she has to. Though she says, my son called them, belong to my son, aren't doing what they're supposed to be doing. We have to pray they do. But in the meantime, until they catch up, she's telling us, we have to do what we do. And so, Yvonne, just one week later after the um, referendum in Ireland, exactly Friday night, the Friday before, so pray, dear children, that they may accept me, that they may accept my messages, and they may live my messages, that they be carriers of my messages to this tired world. Dear children, may they strengthen, may they strengthen by the Holy Spirit, fortified by faith, be carriers of the New Testament and evangelization in the family. Pray, dear children, for my shepherds and be persevering in prayer. Thank you also today for having responded to my call. And so we see this paralysis. People don't accept Our Lady. We have many of the clergy that's not accepting Our Lady. And actually many are beginning to block the visionaries from speaking. Medjugorje has been stymied in many ways. But this is the 33rd year. As we approach the end of the 33rd anniversary to the 34th, what happens? And so we do see the crucifying of the apparitions in many, many ways. And so we have the referendum in Ireland won because the leaders have been defeated, or they, they could have defeated the profane referendum, but they shut their eyes to it. Fear kept them in prison. They didn't want to offend. They tippy-toed every time they spoke, spoke about it. That, that paralyzed all of them. And it was always fear. Fear of offending. Fear of being called, well, you had a scandal. You didn't do nothing about it. Instead of saying, yes, we did. We, we did make a scandal. But we corrected that. And we don't go backwards on that. And we won't let a second scandal take place. There's no courage. I always said, do not be afraid today to witness the truth. The truth will miraculously win. Why didn't it in Ireland? Because those, his leaders became paralyzed and they kept themselves in a prison. Fear does that. And you got to break free from that. Our community, living in community, we breathe freely. We speak freely. We live for that. We don't feel like our chest is caving in from pressure in the sense that we're oppressed people, that we can't say what we need to say because we might offend. Sometimes to convict means to offend. So if you don't fear, you're with God.
today our lady said works work four times. It's interesting that many Protestants attack this. It's faith, not works. The book of James says it's faith and works. And James would say reject that, and they never quote it, which many Protestant faiths do that, saying that Catholics work their way to heaven. And he mentions this four times. I desire work to work to you, that through works you can convert others. My love will work in you, and by your works you will convert others. So two works and two work. And so what is the lady saying with this? When the book of James says, it's not just by faith alone, but through your works, because if you have faith, you'll have works. If you don't have works, you don't have faith. They go together. And so we have people that go to church, good Catholics, they do everything, but where's the works? Where is, where is that faith displayed? Faith is displayed through action. You do things. You turn it into work. What are you working for in the kingdom of God? Are you helping somebody? Are you doing something for somebody? What is it that you do? Many people are totally satisfied to go to Mass, then go to the bridge game, or then go to the bingo, or go do whatever they want to do. I think that's enough, daily Mass. And the whole rest of the work is about making money. And so we have to accompany our, our life with really our life here in the community. Our whole life is our work for the kingdom to bring people to the kingdom of heaven. Everything we do is that. If we're milking, we're praying for people. If we're doing something else or out on the grounds, we, we saturate in prayer or, or what it is our lady's life has shown us, even by our behavior. And so this is an important last lesson with this message because in the end, it means about change. Our Lady calls us to change. Our life is going a direction that is a dead end. Many things from the medical field to the economy to the government to the... Everything is under judgment. And we have so many people trading words insult for insult today that they will regret these one day. Our Lady says, and actually the Bible says, the most important commandment superseding all the others and more important than all the others really combined is love God and love of neighbor. And so whether you be a neighbor, an enemy, or a blood relation, or family, if you don't love, then you're in sin. We talked weeks ago about this guy who died, who went to hell, who was judged, who came back to life and said he was shocked at all the serious sins he committed, the most grievous, most grave sin he was judged for was not being charitable, insulting people, giving words he should have never said. So you have to watch your words. The Bible says you'll be held accountable for every letter of a word. Also, you will suffer uncomfortable consequences. And I say uncomfortable and the meaning that what an admonition means in a dictionary, which is a friendly reminder, and the visionaries have described the three chastisements as three admonition. When God gives a friendly reminder, it's a lot bigger than what we think. It's not just what we won't say it's friendly. And so you're going to experience uncomfortable consequences for everything you said and you can't retract, meaning people make bad decisions, 
They found themselves on the outside looking in when they were on the inside. And this is Medjugorje itself. Many people have been on the inside. They've made the wrong decisions. They quit. They got lazy. They don't want to continue. They don't want to go through the long haul, haul like the shepherds did in, in, at Bethlehem, who the poor man guy talks about the encounter to Christ when he was grown. And the consolation of those 30 years of trials and sufferings and difficulties came back in a beautiful way to them. So the bottom line is this. Change. Change your life. And don't think everything that you ever wanted, you should have. It's not what you want. It's not what you feel like saying to somebody who insults you. You're to be keepers and makers and creators of peace. It's better to you be insulted and let things go to keep peace. Peace is created, and if you don't have peace, you'll be in unpeace. Change is a step to take, to step back to, when everything is not going your way any longer. Ever haunted you? 
terror haunted you when that time comes around You of the youth have changes to make. The culture has decided for you how you'll think, what you'll do, and your behavior. Do you have the courage? Do you have the strength to get rid of a pleasure item that you have, which is a cell phone that you really don't need, but you've grown to depend on it, like, oh, I need it. Well, something happens. What if I break down? We didn't have it for thousands of years. I wasn't raised with it. When I broke down, everything worked out. We have all kinds of excuses to rationalize why we do what we do. This is damaging to you, especially to the youth. You're not in business. You say, okay, well, I'll just minimize the use of it. Do you have the strength to do that? This thing makes you think. It helps you to form your thoughts in ways that you do not understand, but Satan does. If you just take 10% of the time you use it, especially your youth, young people, and you prayed that amount of time, you would start gaining strength to realize an aversion in your heart against that thing. That's just one aspect that you have to discover to find your way out of this situation that entraps the youth and blocks your ability to see with wisdom. And we've gone over our time, but when Our Lady speaks about this tired world, we know a lot of times you and the listening audience and those who are reading the materials from here, a lot of times you're a part of that tired world. You feel it, you experience it, you know it. Sometimes you feel like you can't go on or go any farther than that. But in the message today, Our Lady's giving you a commission. A friend of Medjugorje has given you some practical advice, some practical direction on what you can do. The special blessing is one of those things that you can do to help bring about conversion to others. If you do not have the special blessing, there are two ways that you can get that special blessing directly from us. First of all, coming here to Caritas, that's the first way that you can do that. For anyone who comes here to Caritas and you encounter any one of us, you can ask for the special blessing and we will give that to you. Second way that you can do that, all of our pilgrims that go to Medjugorje receive the special blessing. It's part of our pilgrimages. A friend of Medjugorje felt very strongly that those who were called to Medjugorje were to leave there as apostles of Our Lady and part of your commission that you receive is we pass the special blessing on to you. It's part of our pilgrimage. 
So don't miss the opportunity to do that. If you have not encountered Our Lady as your mother and you don't know her as your mother, it's the time to do that. And a call to Medjugorje is something that is always there. A friend of Medjugorje is going to be in Medjugorje during our June pilgrimage. I know that there's just a very little bit of space left for that pilgrimage, but there are also other pilgrimages throughout the course of the year that you can also be a part of. But don't miss the opportunity to receive that special blessing from Our Lady and to receive that call from her and that commission to uh, go out and get hearts close to her heart. Choices made have taught the ones you love to be afraid. And you hate that. Hate that more than anything else. But if you could find a way to leave the pain and the tears behind, then you could shake that, the feeling that they felt. Our Lady's main message is not just Queen of Peace, but Queen of Peace and Reconciliation. When you're at odds with others, those who you love especially, you will have consequences of being on the outside. Especially if you incite things instead of being peacemakers. This cost, there's a price to it. You may be on the inside, but this can throw you on the outside, looking in. You'll no longer know who you are. And so it is. Our Lady wants you to be able to say, I know who I am because I know who my mother is. And she is the peace, the queen of peace that brings me peace. I wouldn't change a thing if I could go back. Wish you a lady. We love you. Good night.
This ends the Radio Wave Show with a friend of Mechagoria. To listen or download free, go to mech.com, spelled M-E-J dot com. Go to the left-hand menu, Radio Wave, and click on Past Shows. You can also order the show on CD by contacting Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. Again, 205-672-2000. Thank you for listening.